Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on yet another hump day, Wednesday, the 21st of September, 2022. Trust you're doing really well and thank you very much for plugging into this particular episode. If you are brand new to the podcast, thank you for first of all finding me on the podcast platforms, but second of all, thank you for pressing play. And uh, if you like what you hear in today's episode, then please do yourself a favor and do potentially your team a favor and press follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening to, and be share, be sure to be sure to share it, or to be sure to share it. Uh, share this podcast with others within your sphere of influence, because if you feel that it can add value to others, particularly your sales team or peers of yours, I uh, greatly appreciate. As we continue to uh, spread the word, spread the gospel, and helping as many people around the world become exceptional sales leaders as we possibly can. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate your ongoing support. And um, thank you for plugging in once again. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic and a question. I'm going to start with a question, and that is, uh, are you aware of your language? That's going to be the topic of, or the title of today's episode. And if you think about it, human beings, each of us as human beings, we are very, very complex creatures and we can also be quite unpredictable. Now, some human beings even go one step further and they try to seek to be even more complex and attempt to use big words and complex sentences to impress others. And I put impress others in inverted commas. And it seems to happen in all different shapes and sizes of organizations. And you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I came from corporate background, worked for a couple of big organizations, and what was really intriguing, particularly in the second organization I worked with, which was Telstra, uh, there were a number of people within the organization who, let's just say they got caught up in the culture or the environment, thinking that they had to become somebody who they were not, and had to start to use language that perhaps they wouldn't ordinarily use, but most of them didn't understand the words they were using, but they put it into sentences anyway, because they thought that's what they had to do to impress upon others that they are worthy of being listened to. Now, there was one person in particular who, if there was a quintessential example of the corporate disciple, somebody who was completely and utterly influenced and brainwashed into thinking a certain way and talking a certain way, it was this person. And to, to protect the innocent, we'll call this guy Tom. Now, Tom was phenomenal. Tom would have conversations with people and people would leave those conversations and in some cases I actually saw people scratching their head because they didn't understand what Tom was talking about. Now Tom for all intents and purposes probably was a nice enough bloke but he was actually inundated and I talk a lot about the fact that sometimes within and certainly big organizations people can be quite susceptible to the Kool-Aid of that particular organization and can drink a lot of it depending on their level of uh, ability to be influenced so what their their influencing status is and through that process they can start to utilize words phrases sentences and concepts that perhaps people in the real world and when i say the real world this is the real world that all of us live in because let's let's be honest in many cases big corporates 
are a alternative universe, and uh, I know that because I spent many years in an alternative universe. So the challenge is people can start utilizing language that means absolutely no sense to anybody outside of that organization. And even today, when I go into companies and I ask them questions and they start giving me answers, and you can hear the corporate speak come through. They're saying the, the same things over and over again, and some of them even use their own little acronyms and own little sayings, so there's a language that's formed within that particular organization to the point where sometimes you need to have a book with translations in it so you know what the hell these people are actually talking about. So one of the things to, to get really clear on today is hopefully uh, I'm not going to use all the, all the different terminologies because if you're working in an organization now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There will be a language that you use within your organization and there'll be certain language uh, patterns that people within the organization continue to use and it can be very, very easy for us to get caught up in that and to be influenced by that and become part of that. Now, I am all for culture. I'm all for building an environment where people will feel valued, that they can make a contribution, but I also am really conscious of we need to be intentional with our language and certainly as leaders, we need to be really clear on what sort of messaging that we're using in our conversations, whether that be the verbal conversations, and pay attention to whether the messaging we're giving, whether the language we're using is actually resonating. If you have people looking at you and just, just nodding their head, uh, and you're not verifying what you've just said is what's been understood and interpreted, then <laughs> very high, very, there's a very high probability that the person you're actually having a conversation with is not resonating with what you're saying, which means you're probably using language that is far too complex. Now, one of the things that great communicators will do is they form habits. And one of the key habits they form is the ability to take complex information and turn it into simple to understand, simple to digest bits and chunks of information. So no longer are we using the the big complex words like, next time we reconvene, let's uh, shoot the breeze and, and let's, uh, let's continue the collaboration. All these big buzzwords that a lot of corporates use, they actually, and I'm not going to say dumb it down in a disrespectful way, but they do. They dumb it down into an area where people can actually resonate with. And it's not so much the lowest common denominator, but it actually increases the opportunity and the probability of that message getting through because they're using language that most people can easily understand. Now, I always talk about the fact that if you can have a conversation with a five-year-old child and actually talk to them about what it is that you do, and then have that person, that little five-year-old child, be able to go and have that conversation with somebody else and explain to that other person what it is that they that you do. And importantly, have that other person understand what it is that you do. Then, hey, you're talking at a great level. You are a great communicator. So it all comes down to language. So here's the question. How aware are you of your language? Do you keep things simple or do you attempt to complicate things as much as possible. Now, there are two core areas to have a bit of a conversation around today. One is the language to self, and the other is the language to others. Now, the first question around this is, let's talk about language to self. How conscious are you, and are you conscious, of how you speak to yourself, your self-talk? Now, as human beings, we are hardwired to believe and tilt towards the negative. So often our language is going to be minimalist, it's going to be negative, and you'll hear people saying things like, I could never do that, I am not good enough, I could never be as good as that person, I'm always late, I can never get this thing to work, and any other bit of language you want to throw in, just insert the word or fill in the blanks. And it's happening all the time. And whether it be you actually speaking to yourself and actually having a conversation with yourself, which a lot of people do, and they'll have that when they're walking, 
They'll have that when they're in their office, uh, when they're driving potentially. Uh, sometimes they'll even people will have it when they're on public transport, but there's nothing wrong with that. And they'll be answering themselves. So they'll be having a conversation out loud. Most of the people have this conversation in their head. So it's all about the self-talk. So we've got to remember and understand that typically as human beings, we are hardwired to believe the negative. So we will tend to believe the negative. And just have to think about this. If you get 10 pieces of feedback from either your team or from your customer, and nine of those pieces of feedback are really, really positive, but only one of them is not so positive, what are you going to focus on first? And where are you going to spend most of your mental energy on in terms of the feedback? Now, I can tell you, and I'm not a scientist, I can tell you every single person pretty much on the planet will go directly to the negative, the person who did not give good feedback, because they're going to wonder why, what is wrong with me? Not what is wrong with them, and not even asking the question as to what might have been happening in that person's world at that particular time to give that impression that they thought my performance, my feedback, my language, my attempt, whatever the case might be, was not was not great, was not positive, right? And we do it all the time. We do it all the time. So we've got to be really, really conscious of our language of self. Now, one of my earliest mentors when I was going through coaching accreditation used to say this all the time, and that is what you can language is what you can have, which means we've got to be really, really vigilant in terms of the language that we're using for ourselves, and be consciously intentional with particularly our self-language because it will play out in our team and it will play out in our environment. Now, just think about this. If you are going around all the time thinking about things like, well, I can never do this or I'm not good enough. I could never be as good as that person. I'll never get to the upper echelons of this organization or I'll never you know, turn this sales campaign around. I'll never get over this particular objection or I could never be as good as the person who is currently number one on the sales, sales league ladder. I just don't have the opportunities. Well, all of that is self-sabotaging language, and as human beings, we do it naturally. Now, as a coach, what a lot of people will look at is they'll look at the behaviors that people are putting out, and they'll start thinking about, well, is that behavior generating the outcome that that particular person wants? And if the answer to that question is no, then they'll go about trying to change the behavior. What we need to do is go a couple of steps back, and this actually is linked to mindset, is what we think about ourselves We need to start being really conscious of the language that we're using and the thought process behind that language that is leading to the actions we're taking, which ultimately delivers the result. And here's the thing. If you can change your language, if you can change the thinking behind the language, you can change the result every single time. Now, the thing to understand, this is not some uh, positive psychology woo-woo stuff because you do need to have repetition. You need to build a habit and there needs to be consistency with the application of good habits and you need to have good people around you and and the right techniques and all that sort of stuff. So there is some technical elements to all of this. But when when you strip it all back, it really comes down to the language that we use either for ourselves and certainly for others that ultimately will help determine the environment we create and therefore the results that we get. Now, I remember many years ago working with a guy who uh, was a director of an organization and he wasn't getting the results that he wanted. And I've shared this a couple of times on the podcast uh, and he wasn't getting the results in his team. And one of the questions I asked him, and I'll just call him, we'll just call him John. And I asked John, "Hey, what's been going on over the last couple of weeks? Because you seem to be not uh, your normal self and your team. You said your team's not delivering the results that you're hoping them to deliver." And he said, "Yeah, things are just not going well. We've had some bad luck. We've had some organisations pull out of 
contracts. Um, we've got some issues with some of our partners. Uh, there's a whole host of things that were not going right. And we sat down and had a conversation about it. And through the conversation, I started to detect that the language that he was using, the thinking behind the language was not lending itself to being upbeat and certainly wasn't lending itself to being optimistic. Now, I asked him a question. I said, John, what's, what is the thought process you go through and what sort of language you're using? What are you telling yourself when you wake up in the morning before you come to work? And without, uh, without telling you exactly what he said, because there were some expletives in the conversation, essentially, he was not looking forward to going to work. He was looking at the glass being half empty and he wasn't looking at his team as if they were able to achieve stuff. He was always looking at the problems. So when he started to look at the problems, the language that he was using was starting to support what he thought was true about the, the problems. And all of a sudden, the problems started to come to fruition. So it, it also, and at the time, I'm thinking to myself, man, this, this connection between the results you get and the language you use is actually so true. So what your language is actually what you have. So what we started to do is we started to work on, well, what are some things we can change in around our thinking and also around the language that we use? And it started with the language he was using with himself. So I gave him some homework and I said, like, for the next two weeks, what I want you to think about before your feet even touch the floor, I want you to come up with some sort of language, some sort of mantra, if you like, or an affirmation, uh, whatever you want to call it. And essentially along the lines of, you know, we're going to have a phenomenal day today. Today is going to be a really productive day looking forward to the opportunities we're having today. So in other words, I was wanting him to look at the glass being half full and starting to look at optimistic sides of things. So I gave him that homework for two weeks and on the third week I came back and sat down with him and he literally looked me in the eye because I asked him, so John, how's, how's it been going? What's, what's been happening? He looked me in the eye and again, he used some expletives because he, uh, he was a little, little bit uh, direct and forthcoming. He basically said, what the F have you done to me? Because things have changed. Now, we sat down and I, I said, well, okay, tell me, tell me actually what's been going on. And he said, well, all of a sudden, in the last week in particular, because it didn't happen straight, straight away, it didn't happen day one, he said, in the last week, we've had a number of new opportunities be presented to us. We've had a couple of contracts that had gone off the rails all of a sudden come back on the rails. We've now just had our biggest week in the last six months, our close some deals that have been in the pipeline for a little while, but we just hadn't been able to get it over the over the line. And so we've had a really good week. And I said, well, how, how have you felt about that? But more importantly, what have you been using in terms of your language. Now, he didn't, he, I'm not going to give you the specifics of what he said, but essentially he was, he was being a lot more conscious and a lot more intentional with what he wanted each day to look like before he actually got to work. So he started to use language which was more uplifting, more positive, more optimistic, more glass half full, and all of a sudden everything started to flow from that. And he realized that the power of the language, the power of the thinking that sits behind the language will deliver some extraordinary results if we remained vigilant because it's all too easy to let the uh, to let the enemy come back in and actually drag us down again because, as we said, we are hardwired to believe the negative. So this is an intentional thing we need to be really conscious of. So that's the first thing to think about in terms of the language you're using for yourself. Are you aware of the sort of words you use? Are you aware of your thinking? If you were to get a recorder and that recorder could actually record the sounds of your voice uh, and they could actually play it out so everybody could hear them, would everybody be happy with what they hear? Now, if the answer to that is no, then perhaps we need to think about changing the type of language that we are using for ourselves. Now, the other part of this, of course, is now being really conscious of the language that you're using in front of others. Now, are you aware, when you're talking to your sales team, 
when you are talking to your colleagues, when you're talking to your leaders, when you're talking to your customers and key stakeholders, are you aware of the language that you are using? And are you aware of any potential biases that might exist which will come out in your language? Are you intentional with your language? And are you listening to the language of others and challenging others when that language is not consistent with the outcome that you're looking for? So for example, if you find people in your sphere of influence who are always talking about oh, I can never get this person to return my phone call or I'm always late or, or using some of these what we call universal quantifiers, it's the everyone or it's the always or the never, then we've got to be in a, in a position to call people on that language and get them to reframe that language to something that's a little bit more intentional, a little bit more consciously focused on positivity and optimism. Because here's the thing, if we do not call them on that language, if we don't uh, get them to or challenge them to change that language, we are essentially saying to that person, that language is okay and I condone that and I agree. It's not possible. We can't do this. And that's what's going to happen if we allow it to happen. So particularly as leaders, we need to be constantly vigilant in listening for the language of others, but also listening for the language of ourselves and checking in, is this language going to be uh, conducive to delivering a positive outcome or at least moving forward in a positive way to delivering an outcome and is the language I'm hearing others use, is that going to do exactly the same thing? And if that answer to that question is no, then we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to others to actually challenge them on that language and get them and encourage them to change the language that can become a little bit more positive, a little bit more optimistic and give them the opportunity of making positive progress. So choose uplifting positive language for yourself and use positive uplifting language for others and you'll be amazed at what will actually happen. Now, key message as we finish off, you'll notice that I haven't necessarily uh, indicated what specific words to use because there are no specific words that are the elixir, so to speak. This is all about attitude. It's all about conscious awareness and being really dialed in with the language patterns that we're using and being intentional with the language and the words we are actually going to use. So as we move towards wrapping this episode up, I simply want you to be aware of your language. Are you aware of the language you're using for yourself? And if you are, what sort of language are you using? What are some of the words that you constantly use? What are the language patterns and the thinking patterns that you notice yourself doing over and over and over again? And here's the thing, if you're not getting the results that you want, and if your team is not getting the results that you want and not the results that they want, then rather than changing the behavior right away, how about you start thinking about what are the language patterns and the thinking patterns that sit behind that language pattern that may be leading to the actions that we're taking there for the results that we are delivering. So. It's often as simple as looking at and changing the language that we are using. So I trust that message resonates and helps you on this hump day, September 21, 2022. Greatly appreciate you plugging in to the podcast. As a quick reminder, when you are ready to elevate your leadership to the exceptional leadership status and you're committed to doing that and you know there's another level you can get to, but you're also committed to investing in yourself Love the opportunity of working with you one-on-one to help you do just that. And in the process, by the way, helping your team become exceptional in what they do also. So I love the opportunity of having a conversation with you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve over the next three to six months, what's uh, potentially stopping your team from achieving the exceptional results that you know they're capable of, and uh, let's put together a plan and start executing that plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best.
Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.